This week on I Watch This As An Adult Movie Reviews, I will be reviewing the Power Rangers 30th Anniversary Special Once and Always, and also 1994's Ace Ventura Pet Detective. After all these years, I found a new body. Wait, a Repulsa? No, it, it can't be. It's time for revenge! She killed Mom. We gotta destroy her. This is Ranger business, okay? Let us sort this out. Rita's creating a time portal. I'll kill you before Zorda makes you Rangers! We gotta make sure Rita doesn't hurt anybody else. Attention, Power Rangers! Get to your assigned stations now! Once a ranger, always a ranger. It's morphin' time! Your Moon Rangers. You wanna fight? You found one. You got this. Good luck. Now it's a reunion. Messing with this place was a big mistake. Don't worry, we saved the world before. And welcome to another episode of I Watch This As An Adult Movie Reviews. I'm your host, Mikkel Ford. I got a jam-packed show for you guys today. I said jam-packed. Uh, we're going to be talking about Ace Ventura Pet Detective. That will be the retro review for the day. But before I talk about that, we got to talk about this 30th anniversary Power Rangers reunion special. As you know, if you listen to the podcast long enough, you know I have made many Power Ranger references. I review both of the Power Rangers movies on here also. So... I am a huge Power Rangers fan. I won't say that I am, I take that back, I won't say I'm a huge Power Rangers fan. I'm just going to say, like, I am a fan of older seasons of Power Rangers, let's just say, because I really haven't been active, I really haven't been actively watching Power Rangers. I haven't actively watched Power Rangers in about maybe five, six years now. Honestly, I think uh, it was Power Rangers Dino Charge. That was the last like season that I was like truly into. That might have been longer than that. Uh, I think because I think Dino Charge came out like what 2015, 2016. So it's been about a good eight years. It's been about a good eight years since I since I've actively watched a Power Rangers season. <laughs> so <laughs> like. Throughout, like from top to bottom, I've glanced at a couple of se- at, the, at the last couple of seasons, but Dino Charge is the last season that I watched from top to bottom. Uh, other than that, like I haven't really, I haven't really cared about the Power Rangers like that. Uh, I love, I love Super Sentai, uh, which 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 is what Power Rangers comes from. That's the Japanese counterpart of it. Uh, 
I I love the older seasons of Power Rangers. You know, there's some in there. There's there's some in there that are whack. You know, like there's some in there. That I just I'm just like this is too silly even for me. You know, like you know, as a Power Rangers fan, you know. But um, but yeah, it's just it's just like is I'm a, I'm a huge fan of those seasons. Like the older seasons, I I I mess with those heavy. You know, so I mess with those heavy. Um, but yeah, man, but like we going back to we going back to the well again. 30th anniversary. It's the 30th anniversary. Not it's not quite the 30th anniversary of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. The true 30 30th anniversary is on August 28th, 1993. So we're off by a couple of months, but who cares? We're in 19 we're it happened in 1993. This is 2023, 30 years. Let's get it. They said, like, let's 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 do this while the while the getting's good, you know? <laughs> is what they say. All right, let's get this show on the road. Let's just do this. Um, but yeah, man, it's like they 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 always go back to that old well of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And I'll 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 get into if I think they should do more anniversary seasons or more specials like this later after I'm done with my review and my thoughts of what I thought about this special. Um I mean let's 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 get into it, man. It's it's been 30 years uh since Power Rangers debuted. They wanted to do an anniversary special, uh, which I'm 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 happy about. I'm glad that they did it. You know, I'm glad that they did it. And I'm glad I think it was David Yost that um that pushed for it. Like uh David Yost, who was the actor that played Billy the Blue Ranger. Um, he he was the one that pushed for this. He was he said he was I think I heard things him saying that he was working with Netflix on something, like he was trying to develop uh something with Netflix because I think like because I think David Yost is a producer now you know like he's he's a producer like he's moved from acting to being like behind the scenes he's a producer now and and so he was like so he's like I want to do this for the fans because he started going to conventions like they got him on the convention trail I want to say he started doing conventions around like 2011 2012 maybe and I guess he saw like all the fan outreach and the fan love. He saw that people still care about this show. And now it's the 30th anniversary. And he was just like, let's give the fans something uh to 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 appreciate. You know, let's give them something uh you know for their for their love and appreciation, man. You know, let, let's show them that let's show them that we care. So uh David Yost worked with Netflix and Hasbro to uh get this uh Power Rangers uh 30th anniversary special going. Uh so we really got Dave, we got David Yost to think. And David Yost is all up and through this goddamn anniversary special. I'm going to go from what I remember, guys, cuz I haven't watched I haven't watched it uh, again since Wednesday. I've been planning on watching it again, got too busy work and then errands to do other things to work on you know so didn't get the chance to re-watch the special i only watched it that one time when it premiered on wednesday so 
Forgive me if my memory is a little fuzzy. Forgive me. Uh, but I'm going to try to recap as much as I can and give you guys my thoughts on what I thought about this special. Um, I like how I started off. I like how I started off um, with the... Uh, it was like Billy... Uh, Surrounded by a bunch of putties, which um, I was just like, by the way, this special is almost an hour. Like, it's an hour long. Um, I wouldn't have mind if they put this in theaters, actually. Like, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't have mind if this was a movie. If this was like a special movie that they put in theaters for a limited time and then it went to Netflix. That would have been dope, actually. I think that would have been dope. Uh, make up for that. It can make up for that 2017 Power Rangers movie, <laughs> you know. Because <laughs> I've kind of come around on that movie. I'm like, what the fuck was that, you know? <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, what was that? Um, but yeah, man, I wouldn't mind if this was a movie, like a real movie that they put in theaters, and then it was like, we're gonna release it in Netflix, release it on Netflix. Um, but yeah, it starts off with Billy like surrounded by putties. We see, um. I, this might have this has to have an explanation. Rita Repulsa is back. Uh which I saw her. If you saw her, you saw her in the trailer. They show her all up in through the trailer. And so it makes you think like, how is Rita Repulsa back? Cause she died in countdown to destruction. You know? Uh like how is she back? And they they make a good explanation. They have a good explanation to why Rita Repulsa is back. Um, Cause like I remember seeing this, I remember seeing the trailer. I was like, "Oh wow, Rita Repulsa's back! How did that happen?" At first, of all, she's a robot now. She's Robo Rita now. Um, and so like that's the hide. That's I, that's obviously to hide the fact that uh, Carla Perez didn't want to come back. As Rita Repulsa, and they can't use the Japanese footage of uh, uh, Mashiko uh, Saga, you know, who was the original Rita Repulsa, because they can't use that footage, and she has passed on. She has passed away. The Japanese counterpart of Rita Repulsa is no longer with us. So um, they can't use her. Obviously, Carla Perez didn't want to come back, who was the American version of Rita. Uh, they got Barbara Goodson back, who is the voice of Rita Repulsa. Um, man, I got to I got to talk about Rita. Rita Rita deserves her own segment. I'm gonna save Rita Repulsa for later. Hopefully, I can remember to talk about her. You know, but because like she deserves her own segment. But um, yeah, but Billy's surrounded by putties and uh, Robo Rita, and then the other Power Rangers show up. That's pretty much it. And then they start to fight. Like they fight the putties, and it's a pretty good opening. Um, they do it. They they got to do a lot of they got to do a lot of hiding because um, this is supposed to be the original six. This is supposed to be Jason, Tommy, Zach, Billy, Trini, Kimberly. Uh, so like they they have suit actors, they have suit actors in the costumes. Uh, when they first start, so like they start fighting, and 
uh, Billy is about to get blasted by uh, Rita's uh, scepter. And uh, Trini steps, she steps in the line of fire to save Billy. She gets hit with the blast and she dies. Like no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Trini is dead. <laughs> you know, like they, they, they hammer that fact in in the first like three minutes of the of the, of the special that Trini is dead and she's not coming back. You know, <laughs> which makes this a lot more hardcore than the original television show already, because like. I got an aesthetic from this show that they they were they were trying to live up to like the Boom comic books, like the Boom Studio comic books, which were a bit more adult. Uh, you read those Boom uh, Studios Mighty Morphin Power Rangers um, comic books, and those are a bit more adult than the show. Like they tie up some loose ends. There's a lot of explanation to why the Rangers do this, why the villains do this. Like it's and like there's a lot of continuity going on in those comic books. Uh I felt like that's what they were trying to do with this special. And I appreciate them for that. I appreciate them for that. I don't know who wrote I don't know who wrote the script, but whoever wrote the script, they did a they did a they did a fine job. I wanna say they did a fine job of writing that script. So like yeah, Trini's dead, she ain't coming back. Uh, but Trini has a daughter. Trini has a daughter named Min. And uh, she overhears Billy and Zach talking about her mom dying. Her mom getting killed by Rita Repulsa. And she's heartbroken. And after that, after that heartbreak, that heartbreak kind of turns into revenge. Pretty much. Like she wants revenge. She's out for blood. She wants to kill Rita Repulsa. She wants to kill Rita Repulsa for what Rita Repulsa did to her mother. Uh, and Zach is, Zach is training her, but he's just, but like, the thing is, like, Zach's not training her to kill Rita. That's the thing. Zach takes over as a legal guardian. Um, I overheard something that uh, Zach is a congressman now or something like that. <laughs> they say, I, I was like looking at another uh, once, a, uh, once and always review, another. Power Rangers special review. Um, and somebody said that Zach's a congressman. I was like, I missed that. I didn't I didn't hear that at all. I'm like, Congressman Zach Taylor. You know? <laughs> I was like, how did how does he have time to be a congressman and be a Power Ranger? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I have no clue. But like all the all the Power Rangers have careers now, you know. Uh Billy is pretty much Tony Stark now. <laughs> You know, like, like he pretty much makes Stark Tech now, you know? uh, for the Power Rangers now. Um, uh, Rocky is a firefighter, I think he's a firefighter. Uh, Catherine is a stay-at-home mom, I guess, or something. Uh, we'll 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 talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. But let's get back. Let's get back. I digress. Um. Zach is training, he's training men, uh, he's become her legal guardian, but, like, men, like I said, men wants that revenge, she wants to kill, she wants to kill Rita Repulsa, and so, 
this is a year later, actually. This is a year later. Zach and Min go to uh, Trini's uh, gravestone because they want to celebrate the year anniversary of her death. You know, like, so they go there and Rita Repulsa is there being disrespectful as hell. Just pretty much like pretty much pissing on Trini's grave. Like she shows up there. She shows up with some monsters. Uh, she shows up with a robot version of Snizzert. If you remember Zit Snizzert and uh, Minotaur. These are like early, early Power Rangers uh, villains. You know, <laughs> so she shows up with uh, robot versions of them now. And and there are other ranges of them. Like it's uh it's supposed to be Tommy, uh Billy, Jason, and Kimberly. Uh they're already morphed. Oh, you hear it's morphing time, and then like you then you hit that, and then like they start fighting. And Jason, Kimberly, and uh Tommy, Jason, Kimberly, and Tommy get kidnapped. Like they get kidnapped. They uh 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 Snizzard has this poison sting now that turns you into a pretty much an action figure. <laughs> you know, like, pretty much turn them into action figures, and she's like she wants to use the Power Rangers uh uh Robo Rita wants to use the Power Rangers to to uh power a machine, pretty much. This is pretty much a plot a plot point. To excuse the fact that Austin St. John, Jason David Frank, and Amy Jo Johnson aren't here. Pretty much. You know, there's certain reasons. Uh, this was actually shot before uh, the death of Jason David Frank, also who played Tommy the Green Ranger. Uh, so, like, he's not, like, while they were shooting this, he was still alive. But he just didn't want to do it. Like, he actually had a a video on Instagram, I believe, like a couple, like a couple months before he passed, before he passed away, talking about, um, he didn't want to do anything else Power Ranger related, you know, like he didn't, he, he's pretty much done, I mean, like, he was still going to show up to cons, he was still going to show up and meet up with fans, but he's, like, he still had, uh, convention dates after he died, you know, after he died, he still had, dates to go to comic book conventions so so he was still dedicated he was still dedicated to doing those conventions because i looked because like there was because i was on his uh instagram or his uh facebook i think it was on his facebook and because like he had put up because like the last i think the last thing he put up he had put up like a, a picture with him and Giancarlo esposito that was the last thing he put up on his facebook and his instagram was a picture of him and Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, so uh, that was the last thing. So he was still doing the cons. And they were at a con. So he was still doing that. So like he. he Cause like he didn't have a problem with the fans. It, like he was always. He was appreciative of the fans. He loved the fans. Um, It was just. Power Ranger production. And he had a problem with like Haim Saban. And all those people. You know, like he had a problem with them. He said, like, I've done enough for Power Rangers. I want to move on and do my own stuff. I want to do more. I want to do more with my acting ability and all this stuff. He was like, I'm I think he was like, I'm 50 years old now. It's time for me to move on. And he was just like, I'm not. So like he didn't come back for this. Uh, Austin St. John, who played Jason, the Red Ranger, couldn't come back because of legal uh, he had some legal 
uh, things to take care of. So he couldn't leave the country because I believe they shot this in New Zealand. So he couldn't leave the country. So because of his legal uh, problems and Amy Jo Johnson just didn't want to do it. <laughs> you know, you know? <laughs> we played Kimberly. Uh, she just didn't want to do it. Uh, she said she has her reasons why she didn't want to do it. She didn't say too much. She was like, it wasn't a money issue. Uh, cause like, I think a lot of people were saying like she wanted more money and she was like, it wasn't a money issue. Uh, the issue is my issue and my issue alone is none of your business or something like that. She said, but <laughs> you know, but she just, she just didn't want to do it. I don't know why, but like she, and she won't say why. She just didn't want to do it. But so we get uh we get Walter Jones, Zach, and we get uh David Yost's Billy. And just to get that alone, you know, is uh is a uh is a treat. You know, that's a treat in itself. Just to get those two back on screen, because like, we haven't seen those two actors since they left the show. You know, so like just to get them is is a treat in itself man because like we've seen austin st john austin st john actually did an episode of power rangers beast morphers which i think that was in like 2020 i want to say 2019 so he's been back in recent times and jason david frank is he's shown up numerous times which is why he was like haven't i given enough to the power rangers you know because he's showing up numerous times. So he was just like, I'm done. I'm done doing this. So seeing them, seeing them not here, didn't sting as much, you know, as not seeing Kimberly. Because, like, she hasn't been back since she left the show. And at this point, it looks like she'll never be back. So because, like, these actors are not getting any younger. They're all in their, they're all in their 50s. I think Austin might be the youngest because he was like, 15 16 years old when he joined the show so he was like <laughs> so he's the youngest he's still in his 40s uh late 40s i believe but um he's still in his 40s so like he's the youngest of the original six um but like yeah it's so like but yeah it was good to see uh zach and billy before like it gets too weird and awkward to see them where they're like 60 something years old and like they can't move no more and by the way, speaking of moving speaking of moving walter jones has still got it man like he still got it man that dude can still move he's 52 years old like he's 52 years old and he can still go like like he could there's a there's cause like there's a fight scene with him and uh when Rocky shows up to become the uh he's the second Red Ranger. Uh so he takes the place of uh he takes the place of Jason. When he and uh Rocky show up at the juice bar to fight the putties. Oh my god, like he like he's he's still flexible. He can still move fast, he can still do that hip hop keto. You know, like, he like he still has it. Uh, there's a move because this is a move he used to do on Power Rangers a lot, where like a a putty would grab his foot and like he would just like flip up and like hit kind of like a flash kick on him, like a guile 
Street Fighter Flash kick on him. He could still do that move at 52. I was like, that's amazing <laughs> that he's 52 years old and he could still do the flash kick. I was like, awesome. Um, like I said, Steve Cardenas who played Rocky. He still got it. He's a little bit, he's a little bit, he's a little chubby, but he still got it. He can still, he can still move as well. But like, I follow Steve Cardenas on Instagram and he still does like Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So like, he's kind of like kept his skills sharp. You know, so like he never really lost it. Uh, I don't know what Walter Jones has been doing, you know. So, so it was just more amazing to see him. I know he's, I know he has a, 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 a I think a black belt in Hapkido. Uh, I don't, I guess he's been keeping up with his skills. So, so he still got it. So, you know, so yeah, but that's dope. But let's talk about men. Let's talk about men. Uh, also, um, Adam and Aisha are here. It was good to see Aisha, too, because, like, she hasn't been back since she left the show. So it was good to see her as well. She didn't do much, but she's here, and it's good to see her. Uh, but, yeah, let's talk about Min. Like, Min, who is Trini's daughter, she is out for revenge. Uh, she takes her mom's morpher. She wants to be the Yellow Ranger now. But it's a thing of uh, the morpher doesn't respond to revenge. You know, and that's a that's a rule like never use the powers for personal gain. And Zach tells her that he was like, what you want, you don't want justice. You want revenge. You know, you you don't want justice. He was like, and as long as you got revenge on your heart, you will never be a Power Ranger because that's not what we do. We don't do this for revenge. We do this for justice. You know, so. So you just so like. He just told her, like, because, like, that's one of the rules. Never use the powers for personal gain. Personal gain is revenge. So, so she couldn't morph for, for a while. But, yeah, man, like, she, she, she is something else, man. <laughs> she is something else. Like, like I said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of adult themes. Like, the, 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 there's a lot of adult themes in this special. Uh, the putties are more dangerous than ever. Like, they're murderous. Like, there's, like, one scene where, like, one of the putties, like, throws a woman off of a balcony. <laughs> like, just throws her off of a balcony. I was like, that is crazy, man. Uh, Rita is n- nothing to play with here. Like, she, and she, she is the shade queen. She is the shade queen, man. Like, uh, if you haven't seen the special, go just watch it for... Rita Repulsa Shade alone, like she is crazy. But the way she came back was, um, was Billy was trying to bring uh, Zordon back. He was trying to bring Zordon back. If you remember Power Rangers in Space Countdown to Destruction, uh, he sacrificed himself, uh, because like the 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 United Axis. I think it was called the United Alliance of Evil. The United Alliance of Evil. Um, they got together, uh, Lord Zed, Rita Repulsa, the Machine Empire, uh, Diva Tox and her pirates, uh, Dark Spectre, you know, Ecliptor, all those, Darkonda, you know, all those, uh, villains that have all been in Power Rangers at the time. Uh, they got together and they were just like, I'm tired of this bullshit. 
let's just go and invade Earth. You know, <laughs> it's pretty much what they did. I'm like, I'm tired of playing with these kids, these Power Ranger kids. Let's go and invade Earth. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm done with them. Like Dark Spectre, who's like the he's the head of the the United the United Alliance. He's like, I'm done. I'm done playing with these kids. Y'all can't beat children. I send y'all out here one by one, and y'all can't beat these kids. I'm done playing with them. Full on airstrike attack on Earth, and it, like it overwhelms the Power Rangers. They don't know what to do. Uh, then Zordon is like. He doesn't want to see he doesn't want to see the Power Rangers get hurt. He he doesn't want to see them get hurt because they're just a bunch of kids. So he's just like, uh, yeah, Red Ranger, who's uh Andros at the time, Red uh Andros uh shatter my tube and sacrifice me so I could kill all these people. You know, so you know <laughs> if you sacrifice me, uh the evil will die. You know, so Andros is doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to do it, but he's just like ah damn and he breaks the tube and everybody's dead lord zed's dead the machine empire's dead diva tox is dead uh dark specter dies rita repulsa dies everybody dies and so now billy is trying to bring zordon back and in the process he brings rita's evil spirit back and she merges with Alpha 5, actually, I believe. Alpha 5? She merges with Alpha 5 and becomes Robo Rita. So that's what happens. Like, she 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 possesses Alpha 5's body and becomes Robo Rita. And that's how we get Robo Rita. So, like, there's a... There's an explanation for why she's here. Uh, But, yeah, man. I, but, yeah, man, it's just... Like I said, trying to remember everything, trying to remember everything I saw. I'm not trying to do like a whole, like a whole like recap review. Um, at the end of the day, I'm just happy with what I saw. Um, the Zord fight, the Zord fight was was the kind of the low point because that CGI looked terrible to me. I'm sorry, I didn't like that CGI, but <laughs> it didn't look good to me. Um, but yeah, man, I'm just like I said, just happy to see a 30th anniversary special actually happen. Cause I never thought this would happen. I never thought this would happen. Um uh oh yeah I was supposed to talk about Kat. Cat has a cat has a son with Tommy uh named JJ. So I think she's a stay-at-home mom. So I forgot about forgot to talk about Cat. Um but yeah it's just it's just like I'm just happy that that they did this. It's pretty much what, <laughs> all I gotta say is like, cause I never thought this would happen. Uh, is it a little bittersweet that we couldn't get the originals back? Like we couldn't get Jason David Frank, we couldn't get Austin St. John, we couldn't get Amy Joe back. You know, yeah, it's a little bittersweet. We couldn't see all of them on camera at the same time. And like I said, possibly never will now because like those actors aren't getting any younger and two of them are gone. Like Jason David Frank is gone. You know, he is no longer with us. Um... But yeah, man, it's like it's 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 bittersweet, but they gave us what they could give us, and I'm fine with that. Cause they could they could have gave us nothing at all. They could have been like, oh, 30th anniversary of Power Rangers, and they could have gave us like an Instagram post or a, a or a Facebook video or a YouTube video, you know, like with the actors like, hey, happy anniversary to Power Rangers, blah blah blah. They could have did that, you know, and 
not giving us this, this spectacular special that they gave us. So, uh, I appreciate that. I love the special. I'm going to watch it again at some point. I'm going to watch it again at some point. And that's pretty much it. That's all I got, man. That's all I got. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, the special. It gets a it gets a four out of five for me. You know, <laughs> it gets a four out of five for me. I'm taking off a point for that bad CGI Megazord battle. <laughs> you know, like, uh, it was kind of lackluster. But other than that, it was good. I liked it. I'll be back with my review of Ace Ventura Pet Detective right after these messages. They faced incredible odds and unbeatable enemies to earn the name Hero. But now there's a new way to spell action. Jim Carrey is Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. He's the best there is. Excuse me, gentlemen. Pet Detective. Actually, he's the only one there is. You really love animals, don't you? If it gets cold enough. Now, the mascot of the Miami Dolphins has been kidnapped. Oh, righty then. And he's on the case of a lifetime. Listen, pet dick. How would you like me to make your life a living hell? Well, I'm not really ready for a relationship, Lois. There's no place he won't go. Captain's log, starting 23.9. Ace, get out of the tank. I just can't do it, Captain. I didn't have the power. Nothing he won't do. And no one he can't handle. Do anything to embarrass me in front of camp. What? Like this? Hi, Captain Steubing. Because when this pet detective gets the scent. Where's Dan Marino? Hi, I'm Dan Marino. Marino, why? Because he's about to join Snowflake. He'll follow it anywhere. Here's Snowflake. Jim Carrey is. Go in there. Woo! Ace Ventura, pet detective. Yes, yes, yes! And welcome back. Ace Ventura, pet detective from 1994. Let's get to the technical. Uh, this uh, movie was directed by Tom Shadyak. The screenplay was written by Jack Bernstein... Tom Shadyak and Jim Carrey. I'm guessing Jim Carrey uh, helped out with the screenplay after he got casted. Uh, that's something else to talk about in in a little bit. I'm going to talk about it in a little while. Um, the budget for this movie is 15 million dollars. The box office uh, was 107.2 million dollars. That's how much money it brought in at the box office. Um, I forgot to get the Rotten Tomato score, uh, but who cares? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, like before we get into the plot of this movie and my thoughts on it, let's talk about the casting of Ace Ventura because it's a very interesting story of how Ace Ventura got cast. 
uh, many actors and comedians were approached to play the character. The first was Rick Moranis, who who I think at this time was on the verge of retirement from acting. Uh, I will go into detail about that when I review his final film because I actually seen his final film. So I'm not going to waste that here. So <laughs> I'd rather talk about that when it's time to talk about uh, Rick Moranis' final film. I haven't, I haven't done any Rick Moranis films yet. I watched a lot of Rick Moranis movies growing up. You know, <laughs> I need to get on that. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do a Rick Moranis movie at some point. But um, like before I talk about his final film, I gotta talk about his first film. I don't know. But, <laughs> but anyway, uh, he declined the role. Uh, after that, the studio considered uh, Judd Nelson and Alan Rickman for the role. Ooh. Neither of them, I think, would have done that character justice. They're just not goofball actors, you know? Like, they're both kind of, like, snarky, sarcastic actors, you know? Like, they're not the hoo-hoo-hoo goofball guys. They're not those guys. Um, then they considered uh, making the character... They considered making the character female and casting Whoopi Goldberg in the role. She declined also. And then... Finally, they pitched a role to an up-and-coming, in-living-color cast member named David Allen Greer. That's right. David Allen Greer was the first in-living-color cast member that they pitched Ace Ventura Pet Detective to. And he turned down the role and suggested his friend and castmate Jim Carrey was right for the role. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what he did. Now... There's a lot of people that might think that this is uh, Jim Carrey's first role because as a kid, I thought it was. Uh, but in reality, Jim Carrey has been acting in movies since 1983. Because uh, he started he started doing stand-up comedy, I think, in like 1977 or something like that when he was like 16 years old. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> he was 16 years old in 1977. That's when he started doing stand-up comedy and... He started getting movie roles in uh, 1983. His first uh, leading role came in 1985 with the movie Once Bitten, where he plays a teenage vampire. So, like, that's his first leading role. But that movie didn't do that movie didn't do well. So he kind of had to, you know, go back into obscurity until he got in Living Color, and then he finally got this role. Ace Ventura is his breakout role. Like, this is the movie. That shot him at the superstar status. Now let's talk about how I saw this movie as a kid. I saw this movie on HBO. When they used to premiere uh, new movies on Saturday. Uh, I wanted to see this movie so bad as a kid. I would see the the, the commercials for it. And everything. I was just like. Oh, man I want to see Ace Ventura Pet Detective. I used to see the, I used to see the commercials for it. But then like it came on. HBO, I was like, this is my chance to see it. This is my chance to watch it. And, like, it turned into one of my favorite movies as a kid, man. Uh, because, like, it was so immature and rude and in your face. And, like, I loved stuff like that as a kid. You know, like, just real, just real silly shit. You know, so, you know, <laughs> it was just really silly and I liked that. Um, uh, but let's see how I feel about this movie as an adult. 
immediately as uh, Jim Carrey hits the screen, I started laughing hysterically. Because, <laughs> like, Jim Carrey has a way of being immature and not making it annoying. You know, it's a gift that not many people can pull off, but he does it to perfection. You know, like, he does it to perfection. Um, I also forgot how raunchy this movie could be at times because, like, six minutes in, we get a blowjob gag. And it's actually funny. Like, because, like, usually, usually I would roll my eyes at a joke like that, but Jim Carrey's physical comedy makes the gag work. You know, like, he just makes, he just makes it work, like, with his physical comedy because he doesn't make it anything sexual he makes it funny with his physical comedy you know he's like oh, oh. and then he says something funny he's like hey wow a lot of people are friendly around here eh? he's just like, <laughs> it's just it's just he just makes that gag work where anybody else would have just it would have just been like oh wow i'm getting a blow job and it would have been like too too cool for school about it, it like oh wow look at me i'm getting a blow job you know you see this you see this? This woman's down here doing the do on me. You see this? You know, like it would have been, you know, it would have been like, oh God, whatever, man. But Jim Carrey pulls it off because he makes it funny. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the plot. Uh, basically, someone kidnaps the Miami Dolphins mascot, and Ace Ventura has to find him. Like it's a real simple concept. Sometimes simple is just funny, you know. This is also the first time I ever saw Courtney Cox. I believe this is the first time I ever seen Courtney Cox. Uh, I'm not sure if she was doing Friends at this time or not. Um, I think maybe they were probably in like their first season or something like that. This looks like first season Friends Courtney Cox. God dang. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's somebody somebody thinks they're Dominic Toretto around here. But uh, anyway... Uh, but yeah, man, like she looks like first season friends Courtney Cox, you know, like so I'm guessing like she was doing friends at this time also. Uh she's really nothing special in this movie, you know. Like she's she plays the begrudging love interest that every white man child in these movies need. You know, there's always like that girl is just like, oh, he's so immature, but he's so sexy or something like that or whatever. You know, like characters like what adam sandler plays or with uh what like seth rogan plays like these giant man children uh paul rudd sometimes plays those characters too you know like there's, there's another actor that plays those characters too but like you know like it's like those giant just like this men that refuse to grow up and they still act like children and somehow they still get women you know, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know, like that 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 trope. They do that trope here too. Like the man child that gets the hot chick. You know, like they do that here. Uh Tone Loke is also in this movie and he's not selling drugs this time. He's actually playing a police officer. I think this is the third time that uh Tone Loke has appeared on this podcast. I believe this is the third time cuz very recently in the past I did a review of Poetic Justice. He's in that. He plays a drug dealer. That's that's what I'm. Go listen to my Poetic Justice review. <laughs> I'll go in depth about that. Um, I do a lot of movies from the 90s. And that was Tone Loke's heyday. So expect to see a lot more of him on this uh, podcast. <laughs> so, 
Tone Loke was a hot commodity in the 1990s. Okay, so expect to see a lot of Tone Loke on this on this podcast. So, um, let's take a minute to talk about Sean Young, though, man, and how much of a hot piece she was. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I like that they play the seductive music when she walks into the scene because, like, she earns, like, every minute of that, you know, but I think that they do that for a reason, like, they do that for a reason, they, they, they make her very seductive and very sultry in this movie for a reason, which I will get to at the end of this review. Uh, but Sean Young still oozes sexuality throughout this whole movie, man. Like she's she's just it, man. <laughs> you know, uh, her acting is a little stilted. I don't know if that was on purpose or if she just didn't know how to know what to do with this character. But like her acting's bad at the beginning of this movie. Uh, she plays the police chief, uh, Lois Einhard. Einhorn. I said Einhard. <laughs> Lois Einhorn. <laughs> she plays she plays lois einhorn by the way um jim carrey's favorite band cannibal corpse makes a cameo also uh it was also it was awesome to find out that jim carrey is a huge heavy metal fan i really didn't take him as a heavy metal fan i wouldn't think he would like heavy metal but he loves heavy metal man i did not know that about him he looks like a guy that would uh, it looks like a guy that would like rap music, actually. I wouldn't, I would think he would like rap music. Uh, I think he does like rap music, but he's really into heavy metal. I would think he would, I would think he would like, like maybe like soft rock or something like that. <laughs> maybe he would like, like Huey Lewis in the news or some shit like that. I don't know, but he loves heavy metal, man. Like he's a heavy metal dude. Um, that's honestly not a lot of substance that goes on in this movie like it's just like Jim Carrey doing his shtick it's just a showcase for Jim Carrey to be Jim Carrey and that's not a bad thing because he's very good at it like I said it's not annoying and he's not doing anything with that character that doesn't make any sense like this character still has humanity and I think they do that because, like, of course, Courtney Cox still has to have sex with him, you know, <laughs> eventually. So they can't make him a total man-child asshole if that's going to happen. And it happens. So, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, then we get into the only other interesting thing in this movie. And it's like the thing that drives this movie from 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 this point on. Uh, Ace goes on a search for Ray Finkel, who is a disgraced NFL kicker who played for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I'm not going to lie, for like the longest time, I thought that Ray Finkel was a real person. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was real. I was like, I thought Ray Finkel was a real dude. Because like, they were saying like he played in 1984. I was like, was Ray Finkel real? I don't think until... I uh, got on the internet. I look. I think I looked it up. I was like, "Is Ray Finkel real?" And it was like, "Ray Finkel is fictional." <laughs> it was like he is not real. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." Because like, kind of like you look at the you look at the 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 picture of Ray Finkel. I'm not gonna give anything away because I'm gonna save that 
I'm gonna save that for the end of the review. Uh, y'all almost got me. Y'all almost got me to spill the beans. But uh, if you've seen this movie, you already know. But uh, you almost got me to spill the beans. Um, but yeah, man, I thought that Ray Finkel was real, man. And like, cause Dan Marino's in this movie. Like Dan Marino is real. I know Dan Marino. You know. <laughs> so I thought that Ray Finkel was real, and he's not. He's not a real person. Speaking of Dan Marino, he gets kidnapped by what I'm assuming is Ray Finkel at this point. Like, they established his character as the main villain now, and they just have to find him. Ironically, while this is going on, this is when uh, Einhorn like, starts seducing Ace out of nowhere. And it's at this point I realize that Sean Young's acting is bad on purpose. Uh... Because it turns out that she's Ray Finkel. Like, it turns out that she's Ray Finkel. And, like, her acting is bad on purpose because she's supposed to be mentally ill. And she's, uh, it's supposed to be a man pretending to be a woman. And he doesn't know how to be a woman, so he's just, you know, very robotic and very stilted. He's just like... What are you doing, Ventura? You know, you know, it's just like, you know, that's what she sounds like. And so it's just so like I was like, oh, okay, like I'm like her act is bad on purpose because that's how she's playing the character. She's playing a character as a man that doesn't know how to be a woman. You know, so like I was, I was like, okay, all right. So like that means that Ray Finkel got a sex change. You know, and I remember seeing this reveal as a kid and laughing hysterically i didn't know what a transsexual was at the time because i was like nine you know <laughs> i was like eight or nine years old so i was like i don't know what a transsexual is but i just it's just a funny concept it was just a funny concept of a woman pretending to be a man and then what ace did with that woman <laughs> that he thought was a woman <laughs> it turned out to be a man was hilarious to me <laughs> like oh whoa he was like i was like wow you because like they made out like einhorn and ace made out so like he was just like and just the fact that he realized that was a man he was like oh my god oh whoa. <laughs> and like i still laughed i still laughed like i'm like that might be the most brilliant gag in comedy history to me like it might be i was like that is hilarious i don't know how uh transgenders feel about it you know i don't know how transgenders feel about this film that might not have aged well today uh almost 30 years later but i still think it's hilarious i still think it's funny uh and like and and, and sean young she plays she plays it up like to perfection man like especially towards the end when they actually reveal that she's a man and like she's like that's when she kind of starts using her physical comedy you know to try to hide the fact that she's a man you know <laughs> you know <laughs> you know the 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 tuck it in oh uh, you know <laughs> but yeah it was, it's just it's just it's just hilarious man it was like it was it was, it was <laughs> i don't know what to say man but like i said like i don't know how 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 the trans community feels about this about this movie um 
if if you're a trans person that listens to this podcast, you know, tell me how you felt about this movie. Uh, you could you could comment, you could send me a voicemail, you know, like on uh, like I got a I got a voicemail on uh Spotify for podcasters. Go to go to my um go to my page there, and you can leave a voicemail and tell me if you're a transgender person, how'd you feel about Ace Ventura, Pet Detective? You know, just. I want honesty. I want transparency. You know, like that's that's what I want. Like, cause I found it hilarious, but you know, who knows, man? <laughs> but I still enjoyed this movie. I still enjoyed this movie. I might say I enjoyed it more now as a than I did as a kid. Uh, cause like I was like this movie, cause like you just see like the ink, the the the, the comedic timing the intricacies of Jim Carrey and like Jim Carrey and Sean Young like they just play off each other so well they're the standouts in this movie you know it's kind of sad that Sean Young uh she doesn't get a lot of work or after this movie she didn't get a lot of work you know because she had that she had that fiasco if you uh I might I might put up the video somewhere uh, where like she had a fiasco that kind of ruined her career, you know, kind of it kind of stalled her career. And she did something a little, a little. She did something a little crazy. That that kind of stalled, that kind of stunned her career. Let's just say that. Uh, but yeah, man, she's she's brilliant in this movie, man. You know, like I have to say, Sean Young is brilliant in this movie. Jim Carrey's great in this movie, like. I had a lot of fun revisiting this movie. Uh, like I said, I don't have a lot to complain about. I don't have anything to complain about in this movie. Like five out of five, man. It's a five out of five for me. Join me next week when I talk about 2001's Pootie Tang. Until next time, peace.